the point I'm trying to make is I just think that, I don't know, you need to be with someone who you love equally. And the moment there's that acknowledgement from either party that decides that this person clearly loves me more than I love them and vice versa, then you're kind of already acknowledging the death of that relationship because they're always going to be, you're always going to be believing that you're living in a lie just so that you can have someone who's obsessed with you. And that's like a narcissistic belief of what a relationship should be. And that's, for me, the saddest thing. That's a sad way that we go into relationships and this generation as well because we, we put up with toxicity because we're like well if they chose me that means it's still i should be lucky that they still chose me and i still have someone oh my god that they love me and look, look how good looking they are i don't care if they're narcissistic and they're gonna hurt me i'm so grateful that someone that's good looking like someone like me so i'll put out put up with all these like narcissistic tendencies and feed it and then allow people to believe this is how you get the chick that stays or the guy that stays you know and that's the reason why in relationships i will never ever wanting to be in the dynamic of wanting someone to love me more than I love them and, and or them to love me more than or whatever the vice versa of that love shouldn't be a competition it shouldn't but but that's how people see it because people mm. are fear-based to believe that a toxic relationship is true love and they put up with it and they did that they believe in their twisted mind that they should be grateful to have somehow been picked by that person and the reason why that narcissistic tendency is hurting them so much should also just be like what comes with the territory of wanting someone that like is so attractive in your eyes, mm -hmm. whether it's be just physical lust or the way they make you feel in some weird sadistic way. And I'm, I'm understanding that my relationship type back then was very much like going for people that I almost felt like I can fix and can always be like their emotional punching bag until somehow help them understand that, okay, maybe I'm hurting myself and i'm also hurting people around me how do i change you think that you're going to do that but no if you actually are very sacrificial in the way you love someone you're actually just going and going until you can't go anymore until you like pretty much die both spiritually and potentially even physically and i think that's my mom's love style that's how she put up with my dad and and i think that you know it was sad to the very bitter end you know it was the heart most heartbreaking thing that that's how her version of love was felt in this lifetime Mm -hmm. and I think that I was seeing that I was loving that way with the th past three people I loved. And now look, I've been, you know, single since my last partner and I split for the most part. And, you know, things maybe are changing now in some dynamics in my life, but it's interesting to think about what I, how long I put up with that for my, pretty much my entire dating life. I put up with such abuse and I, I thought it was normal and comes with the territory of finding love that I never wanted to break out of it because I just was like, how do I? That's all I know. And when I started realizing, oh, that's not how you're actually supposed to be receiving love, then, then it makes you want to start actually seeking the real meaning of love and, and trying to actually feel something different, branching out and feeling actually good about things at all times, not just sometimes, but like at all times. Mm -hmm. Or most times, at least. But I don't know. I think you got to start, people got to start collectively looking for someone that they feel is aligned with themselves, like as individuals, and also can Which share those alignments. Them, yeah, align yourself and share those alignments as well as, you know, you know, makes each other stronger within themselves.
It's like, like spiritual cords. We all have spiritual cords to one another, right? So you want to strengthen those bonds, and like, how do you do that? You know, you it's you take the two halves and you put it together as a whole, and it has to be a perfect, not a perfect fit, but kind I of. I actually like, never liked that stronger. mentality. I never, I actually never believe the mentality that there's like two halves to one whole. I never believe that. I actually, what I always believe but is you that coming together stronger. And I think stronger. you find. I think that everyone's broken and shut, like shattered pieces, and people build themselves up with those pieces they find that the universe has planted for them as a journey as like a like a board game like you're making it to the end so you collect these little like star fragments that are really what makes up you and then when you finally collect them all you're like all as one your third eye is open and you're now like a super being a superhuman a human of god mm -hmm. as in like you know as an angel rather you know and i feel like that's the only way you can do all that is by unlocking those fragments and collecting them and that's why when people are like, oh, I believe there's two halves and you just find your other half and you create one whole. It's like, no, I think you're you're building yourself to be your one whole. And then when you're one whole and someone else is like one whole piece as well, you then add to the creation of something even more grand, more beautiful together. But you're you're only adding to each other's lives. You're never taking away or you're never apart from them. And that means that you're half of yourself now. That I don't believe that. I think you are always whole. You should always yeah, be your whole self. I meant more of it like coming together and become stronger together. Yeah. Not like it's just like you're saying, like half of me and half of someone else, and it makes a hole. And then when you leave, like you just said, you just lose half of yourself. No, it, it's not that. It's more of you become stronger. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I'm very grateful that I've had the ability to also have, you know, many siblings. Like being one of seven, I've learned that. Wow, like identify when your siblings were that heartbroken and like see their behaviors and like seeing how intense it was as it was their first experience and like they had less references because maybe they were the first to experience it they're like it was like the end of the world for them and it really affected them in really negative ways and i remember being a kid being like wow like i don't even know what love is and i don't even know what a real relationship is like so i'm seeing that this is like potentially the outcome hell no i don't want to experience that so i would always see that whenever i was you know getting into a you know a potential <laughs> Uh, relationship, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I think I identified these habits that my siblings partners had. Oh my God. No, no, no. And then I would be strong enough to walk away. And then when I did happen, I was like, fuck, one of them got me. You should have known better. You knew the red flag, but you still went for it because their eyes were beautiful or something. And you're like, damn it, damn it, damn it. So then I would cry and I would feel like a little self-conscious and I would be like, damn it, man, that hurt my ego because I'm like, fuck, like, why would someone do that to me? I'm a great guy and literally do nothing wrong. I'm, I'm cute, right? Like, so then my ego was hurt and then I would blame myself and be so self-conscious from that relationship because I took it to heart when it was really just someone else's personal issues of, as a narcissist that like got off on hurting people and people like me who had an ego maybe only acted on it in certain aspects of my most authentic self, you know, through maybe like a deep conversation. And then I feel like I'm then now being taken advantage of and I'm like, wow, I just opened up to you about something so personal that is like what an intellectual, you know, mature person would want to hear but no you took that as like oh you're cool you have a good heart but now i'm gonna also take advantage of you because now i realize you have a good heart and you're probably gonna let me abuse you emotionally yeah it's because a lot of times we compare ourselves to others and others relationships or past relationships we're always in this mindset as humans of like comparing what we have to others and if we see it's different we're like oh this is just gonna like end up in the same situation like them or it's not going to work because of this. And like we start comparing and really the dynamic between the two individuals um, could actually work for them. 
Yeah. And it doesn't work for someone else. And then that's just a part of, I think we're, it goes back to fear. I think on like, we're always comparing. That's why it's the opposite of love is not hate. It's fear. I literally keep telling people this and it's like, it's unlocked my brain. It is literally changed the way that I viewed my emotion, the emotion of hate. I, I actually now sympathize and empathize with hate. Like I've learned to kind of understand hate in such a way where I'm like, Oh my God, when you hate something, it's because in some way, shape or form, you fear something. You, it you, makes you, you feel lower or something. When you, hate something comparison almost yeah when you hate something it's not it's not real hate it's empty it's empty anger i see hate as like empty anger in terms of once it's dissipated once the anger subsides and you just see that there's like not really that much frustration you actually just love the person but something really upset you deeply of that person so now you have a really strong reaction to them in the state of anger that is only temporary you refer to it as hate so when you hate something it's not that you don't love it it's that you do but it's just anger filled and then the opposite of love is actually fear when you fear something you're not even willing to do it you're not even willing to have a will of said thing that may bring you love so the opposite of love the lack of love is fear it's it's crazy how it all made sense in my head and that's where you know relationships become crazy because they become cloudy yeah and and it's like we don't really we're we're afraid of something we're fearful of something but really but why because we're not aligned with ourselves and we're not going to be able to align with someone else we just had a bad circumstance before like say they were we're, but why why if someone had a bad experience with you ever that is in any way shape or form related to cheating or disloyalty it is because that person is literally not aligned with themselves and that's a fact i do not believe that a person who's aligned with themselves in whole cheats on someone or does disloyal things I think that a person who's saying that I love myself so much that I would never want someone to ever self-destruct and do horrible things to other people, I know that I'm not that person behind closed doors, then I want someone who's like-minded in the same way. So if that person is willing to do horrible things behind my back and and then be claimed to be an aligned person or a whole person, they're not. They're not not aligned with themselves. They're not whole. There's a deep-rooted insecurity in something, but yet they mask it by being narcissistic, even if they want to stop, they rather feel and come off as a narcissist than show off being insecure, even though they know that they're really just insecure. It's crazy. I like, I've learned how to identify personality types so well. And it's, this is why, like, I've been single for so long. It's why I'm like someone who's so anti feeding into the system of what attractive is and what's, what it's not and healthy is and what it's not. We, we, we can't fit into the mold. Like, <clears throat> we can't just be into this mold. Like we have to, you know, like you're saying, love yourself and figure out what you want and need. I just wish people um, can like just learn how to differentiate, but differentiate in a way that's not divisive. Like you can say, Hey, like you're this kind of person, you're this kind of love style, attachment style, but it doesn't mean that you need to be also labelized and also not labelized. You know, it, it, there's just so much extreme titles and, emotions and things felt in any said direction it's like doesn't need to be that extreme and i keep cutting you off and i'm sorry i just feel a flow of this topic i feel really passionate about this 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 is interesting that like i got high on this edible gummy and it's unlocked me wanting to actually record and talk again but in a really like new motivated and driven way Woo-hoo! i know it was like one bite high points one hit bite. High points. Yes, which is actually the name of uh, our new gig here because we had to make changes that were administrative. Yeah, and advised. And yeah, so things have been updated. Thank you. We are now, you know, one hit high points. And this audio may be like kind of bad because it's been just random on my 
iPhone. And, you know, we're still best buds, you know, so, you know, but we're just best buds with one hit high points. Yeah. Because, you know, all it takes is one hit and just have a conversation. You just inhale and speak the truth. That's what I say. So thank you. And again, sorry for the audio recording. It's going to be different from here, but I just felt this new passion and felt the need to share with you guys. So thank you. Or it might actually be wonderful and I can work some magic. Okay. And guess what? Good night. Good night. And it's Travis. And it's Kareem. And goodbye. Bye. Oh, wait. See you later. See you later. See you later.